I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Fancy and triumphant. I like it. That's the sound of the fancy triumphant horn. Welcome to an all-new postseason W Clipcast. I'm your host, Chris. 30 points. Kawild. And with me, as always, is the man, the myth, the Burbank legend, Burbank Hank, everyone, Henry. Oh, that, that's a big fancy win for Clippers fans. What I really enjoy here is that because we got such a decisive win undoubtedly i haven't checked undoubtedly twitter is just celebrating the team not dragging the players not trying to figure out who we should trade next season but just enjoying it i'm sure that's what's happening on twitter it must be it must be because we're up three to one as opposed to round one when it was tied two to two and the sky was falling And by the way, we won the next two games and we won that series in six. Now here we are in round two versus the lowly under 500 in the playoffs, Denver Nuggets, who got their clock cleaned in the first quarter. But a lot of you couldn't see it because of the double overtime slobber knocker in the Eastern Conference. And before I get into the Clippers, I want to tell you this, Hank. Yes. In the Eastern Conference, three teams remain in the playoffs. They are the Game 7-bound champion Toronto Raptors versus the Boston Celtics. And then waiting in the wings to go to the Eastern Conference Finals is the Miami Heat. We have played those three teams a total of six times. Would you like me to razzle-dazzle you with our win-loss record versus those three aforementioned solely left Eastern Conference playoff teams versus our Los Angeles Clips? Are you ready for our record in six? Six games. Yes. It's five and one. Ooh, who is the one? Five and one. The one is a loss versus Boston, which I believe, don't quote me, we were not healthy for. It was a it was a wonky game. I don't think we had Kawhi. It was a back-to-back type of road trip situation. Don't quote me. But it was a game we easily could have stolen but didn't, not at full strength. So we really have the number of the teams in the East, but we got to get through one more versus the Denver Nuggets. We got to win one out of three games, but guess what? There ain't going to be three games. I think there's just going to be that one more game. Like I said, last triumphant Clipcast postseason W playoff Clipcast Clippers in five, and I'm holding to my Clippers in five call. You got to feel better. Right, Hank? Because you thought, uh-oh, Denver's a little tougher than we expected, but you were you, you were wrong, Hank. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> I, I th- Listen, I, I still think it's possible that they take two games, although much less likely after watching tonight's game. Um, Not I, I never, bloody likely. Uh, I certainly never thought we were going to lose this series. Series, tonight, no, you never did. Tonight, um, not to tip my hand too quickly about what was going on in the third quarter, I just never one time became 
um, Burbank Purvis nervous Dittman. Like not even, <laughs> not Burbank one time did Purvis. I go nervous. Not one time did I go you nervous. You said that Purvis. on Burbank purpose, didn't you? Burbank. <laughs> on purpose. Nerd. Um, I, I never, I just never got worried. I and it all started no. with defense, didn't it? It all started with defense, you know. And not only that, but didn't I tell you that weird stat about the Denver Nuggets, which was not true tonight? But in the first three games, they scored the most Denver Nugget points of the game in the first quarter. And now all of a sudden, you, you watch this game tonight, and you go, "Oh wow." We held them to 12 points in 12 yeah. minutes. Yeah. They're a first quarter team that has to start off hot to potentially win a game and they had 12 points in the first quarter. They we just needed to clock. They needed to and they didn't. Uh but now Lugano. listen, now listen, this leads me to my as usual my pre-game questions. I had some questions. One of them would be, can we contain these guys in the first quarter and not play catch up? My least favorite condiment. Going into Are the these second your D's keys? Your uh, no. Dittman's keys? No, to the no, win? no. They're questions. They're not keys. They're questions. Um, <laughs> the other questions I had, some other questions that were bouncing around. Um, and I let us be very clear here. We are not the podcast or the commentators or the fans who destroy our own players when they have slumps. But there was some criticism that was viable about Lou Williams has not been red hot shooting, although he's made up a lot in a lot of other ways. That Montrez, yes, a lot was, of people talking about his defense. Yeah, a lot that, of people talking about Lou Williams' defense. Oh yeah, great on the boards. And we've been tr- also was when was Montrez going to get hot? Other questions for me were: Will Murray keep going with his twenty-seven points per game average, shooting fifty-one percent? And will the Nuggets get hot from three? These were sort of like the questions that were rolling around. But the biggest, most important question, could we slow them down in the first quarter? And Chris, tell me, did we? Oh, my God. 12 <laughs> points in 12, 12 minutes. And oh a tip of the cap, a tip of my Clipper cap, my Clipper ship captain's three-corner cap to these Clippers who proved my old adage, which was disproven in our one loss in the series, Six players in double digits, guaranteed, Clipper W. And guess what? The most prolific bench in history, the highest scoring bench tandem in NBA history combined for 27. Not a ton of points, but we had Montrezl Harrell with 15 points, Lou Williams with 12 points, combining for 27 points. Our bench, by the way, our bench scored 32 points. So 27 of those 32 bench points came from our reigning sixth man of the year and current sixth man of the year, Montrez and Lou. Yeah, Who, by the way, and wait, I, wait. I think we got to address it, Hank. There's, there's a big old 400-pound gorilla in the podcast that we have to address because we've danced around it. We've dipped our toes into potential finger-pointing. But I literally read some of the most salacious tweets from Clippers bloggers and Clippers podcasters that I that literally made my jaw drop and my eyes pop out of my already bugged-eyed face. Well, can and I just, look, and, can and I just not, allude to what was said? Let's no, let's let's leave it let's leave it vague. But I will say that I just saw a post-game interview with Montrez where he said, "I've been reading what's out there, and I'm reading what people are saying about me." And my dad taught me to just like keep your head down and let sleeping dogs lie and play. I mean that's uh, what that's what mentally shook Paul George in round one. Is that kind of talk? The naysaying that is a good point on on social media, and now here Clipper Nation is naysaying on social media, knowing that it's negatively impactful to it's the not, Clippers. Why are you doing it? We're up three one. It's also not na- down it's, nine it's also, to go. 
It's also not naysaying when you're just being nasty. And as far as Montrez goes. I literally read a quote unquote Clippers expert, end quote. And this guy is not an expert. He's an idiot. Said Montrez Harrell should be a healthy coach's DNP scratch. And he hopes that Montrez should never wear a Clipper uniform ever again. He said that about the sixth man of the year after a, by the way, a win, he said this. Not tonight, but the last win, the Game 3 win. This is flabbergasting. This is mind-boggling to me. Clipper Nation, it's a celebration. I experienced ovulation as a man. No, you didn't. I experienced That's inappropriate. man ovulation. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. I did. But listen, I, did, I want to make a point. I want to make a point that Montrez Harrell tonight, I'm going to stay positive on this. He rose to the occasion, and not only was he incredibly yes. efficient shooting 6 of 10, 60 percent but, but wait yeah, wait two, but, please don't but two me. of those misses two of those we're misses threes. were late yes late 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 in the actual clock not the shot clock but like the time is running out at the end of the quarter and he threw up a half court shot and he ran down and threw up an an improbable three those were the two misses so really the really in game he's six for eight honestly well, i mean really for two from three Agreed. He was wonderful. Hank. That was literally was wonderful. That was literally my point. So, so I I do think we need. Look, it's one thing to be critical. It's one thing to say this player is cold. This player is not playing their best. That sort of thing. But I I do I just think I don't know. That's it. We're also. Are homers. you ready for this? We're also homers. That's us. We like to support our team. We love our team. We've loved some of the most lovable losers in the history of the Clippers along the way. Which there aren't any on this team right now. They're playing their buns off. No. Um, no, they're fantastic. But I appreciate I just, the good language. I, I just don't love tearing down our players, especially our players. Here's the who thing just that the Clippers clearly. Man. And I think one more thing. I think that Yeah, I'm to trying to move off it. I know. Just to me, <laughs> Lou Williams, Pat Beverly, and Montres Harrow are are above the lifeblood. They are above reproach. They came to the team the and carried Trinity. us when we were supposed to be laying up for draft picks. They're the reason so, Kawhi and Paul George are here. Yeah, they are. So anyway, let's to move, join those let's junkyard dogs. Let's move on. It's off so of it. obvious that the Clippers' plan of attack was survive Jokic and yeah. squash Jamal Murray. It worked. And they have done that. And I'd yeah. like to tell you this, Hank. Nikola Jokic, the Joker, the most prolific scoring center in the NBA. 26 points. Well, guess what? Combine our centers, Ivica Zubats and Montrez Harrell, and you get exactly 26 points. Oh. So we're going head-to-head with Joker. We're just using two bodies to do it, and it's working. And Jamal Murray, by the way, in his own head, not having 30-piece McNuggets, 40, 50, no. As a matter of fact, his playoff scoring average is tanking because of this series. It's down in the 20s, and in the first round, it was in the high 30s. So he is really getting clamped from Clamp City Clipper D, and it is working, and we're up 3-1. We are one win away from something we've never done. Let's go look in our Burbank crystal ball and tell me, Hank, are they going to get there in Game 5? Are they going to get there in game six? I'm not putting seven on the table. No, I, I actually am going to step away from my usual cautious realism and say, I think we're going to close it out in the next game. I think we're going Agreed. to. And, that, and, I, and I'm, I'm frightened to make that prediction. Uh, but I think that we all as Clippers fans deserve a culture change. I think we've all been conditioned to see teams fall apart to be up 3-1 and then lose. Like, there's so many people on Twitter tonight saying, oh, they've been up 3-1 before. Not this team. 
This team wasn't no. up three one and blew the lead. Um, so I no. think I am going to believe with all my heart that we are going to close it out. And as long as we do, you talked about Jamal Murray, man. This is an important number. Jamal Murray, in the first seventeen minutes of the game, he played sixteen minutes and scored zero points. It took him seventeen minutes to get his first gotcha. bucket. And so we gotcha, did what Jamal. we needed gotcha. to do. Gotcha, gotcha, sir. Um, in the and- first quarter, we're plus fourteen on them. In the second quarter. We're minus six. Not a big deal when you go plus two, third quarter, plus one, fourth quarter. That's a W by 11. Yeah, in the second quarter, they they made a run. But this was the only game so far in the playoffs where we held the Denver Nuggets to no quarters scoring 30 or more. The most they scored was 28 points in the second quarter. Guess what? They screwed the pooch in that first quarter because L.A. Clamp City – defended them so aggressively they only scored a point a minute which is not enough if you're a professional (laughs) basketball team that's that's brutal and look man it was really fun listening to jeff van gundy talk about how inspirational the nuggets are as they were down 16 points but i i I have a theory about that because if you're watching the espn coverage as we both Mm. are um it's Mm -hmm. like literally you would have thought the Nuggets were playing the Lakers tonight because the only two teams they seem to be talking about as we're up 16 are those two teams. We're the Nuggets and the yeah, Lakers. And the Lakers. But I honestly think, I honestly think that the league is so, the Clippers have been so favored all season, um, despite yeah, oh yeah. not having the first seed, but a lot because they're trying to make talking they're points. They're trying to make it right? interesting. But also they don't but love where us. Where are the Kawhi? Good. Where are the sexy Kawhi edited packages of brilliance from this superstar? I wish you could Where go are five they? minutes without talking about Kawhi's sexy package. <laughs> I can't, and I won't. Not on my show. And I think I have a title, Kawhi's Sexy Package. I think that's the name of the episode. <laughs> there it is. It'll never be that. It will you never be that. You heard it here that. first, other than when you read it out loud and decided you didn't want to listen to this. <laughs> you heard it here worst. It's a celebration, Clipper Nation, not menstruation, ovulation, is the sensation that I felt for the very first time. We are doing so many great things with this team. We are three and one in round two. Yes, Chris Paul's Clippers were three and one. Not they're not. These are not those guys. These are not those guys. No. And the Chris Paul's got new is, life, which is nice. I like Chris Paul's new life as an NBA player. You asked me three seasons ago, I never would have thought he was relevant again. But this is not those guys. This is new guys. This is a no, new team new built guys. by a different architect, frankly. Yeah, like Kawhi Leonard's commercials where he's funny and he is his little baby laptop is funny. I love this uh, tiny it's a regular laptop. size. It's a regular size laptop, Kawhi. <laughs> and then him, and then him playing piano, and then and then like playing air piano with his eyes closed in black and white. We got now. I am loving the Kawhi commercials. But again, I'm going to say this again. I need sexy, high definition Kawhi package. I need it. I need the editor of TNT and ESPN to be busy at work in his shameful editing cave to give me that glorious, high-definition, sexy Kawhi package that I need so much. I need it. I need highlights. I need Kawhi lights. Well, there were Kawhi plenty tonight. lights. There were plenty tonight. He played both. He played beautifully on both ends of the court. There were so many great. You're seeing him jump higher, dive 
faster, reach harder, shoot better. I mean, look, one of my early questions I told you was, will the Nuggets get hot from three? They didn't. Um, er, no, you know, didn't. early, still in the second quarter, or in the yeah, like middle of the second quarter, I want to say the Clippers like, did not shoot they were particularly one of 13 well, well from, three, from three. But we don't hang our hat. We didn't need on to. draining a grip of threes. That's not right. our only thing. And so stopping Murray, um, our defense looked nice inside out. I just thought we played a great first half, really great first half of basketball, no doubt about it. Un. I mean, the first quarter was a oh, and amazing. phenomenal clinic in how to absolutely destroy an entire fan base just to knock the wind out of the mile-high city. It was phenomenal. We're one win away from a brand-new experience, conference finals basketball. We're the only Western Conference team to have seven playoff wins in the bubble. Congratulations to Miami Heat for ousting Milwaukee, the only Crazy. team in the East to give us trouble. Crazy. The only team. We were we were 0-2 versus Milwaukee. Again, that was a wonky gauge because that one game we didn't have our stars. But it doesn't matter. They're out. We're in. We're still in. We are in less than the Elite Eight now, right? There's 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 seven teams. We're in the in the seventh heaven. I don't know. Anyway, regardless. Here we go, one win away from the conference finals. I say Clippers in five. I've said it. I'll say it, and I'm saying it. Clippers in five, Hank. I love these guys. I, I Listen, I'm not going to argue with it. And speaking of uh, Antetokounmpo, who's an incredible player, um, yes. who, by the way, has said, I don't really want to be traded. But, you know, I like that. I like that when players say that, even if they don't mean it. He's not going to um, be traded. Hey, hey, Clippers fans. Hey. Hey. Paul, we hey. literally were all cr- hey. feeling heartbroken for Paul George as he admitted, admitted mental health issues about what he was reading on social media. Can we just get through these playoffs before you start talking about trading him for Giannis Antetokounmpo? Antetokounmpo. Can we just? Oh Lord, is just, that what's happening? Yes, a it's trade everywhere. PG for Greek it's ev- freak. Oh, and it's not. Oh, it's stop. no one. It's no one who knows anything. It's just people who uh, see every make star. Any- Every sense. star. No, it doesn't. And we don't have pi- and we don't have picks to trade anyway. So we'd have to give away the farm for picks to get him. And listen, I'm not saying it couldn't happen in the in the offseason, but hey, hey, yeah. hey, focus. Focus. All right, so Hank's player Just of the focus. game has got to be Kawhi Leonard. Undoubtedly, Hank's player of the game is Kawhi Leonard with the 30 point 30 points, 11 rebounds, one assist shy of a triple double, 30 points, 11 rebounds, nine assists, four steals. Two blocks, the most complete game of the night from any player on either squad. Hank's player of the game in glorious, sexy package, high definition. Kawhi Leonard, not congratulations, true. not true. You got Chris Wilds, Hank's not, player of the game. That, no, that's your. Oh, that's yours. You don't get to do it. It's my player of the game. There's no Chris Wilds, Hank's player of the game. It doesn't make sense. It can't be anyone else. It can't. You can't give it to Montrez Harrell because of some idiot's tweet. I'm no, sorry, but you can't. I'm not. You cannot I, give it. I'm I I listen I do feel like if you're going to give it to Kawhi I should give it to Montrez because he's back. He had that monster jam where he literally turned around to the friends and family section screaming, "I'm back. I'm back. I'm back." So I I he's do just, feel like a, I want to back the him chemistry up. Chemistry with Montrez and Lou on the floor is undeniable. I just feel like Kawhi Leonard knows 
almost better where Montrez is going to be than he does Zoo. But Zoo, the trust is building. Zoo's been phenomenal in this in this bubble, filling in for Montrez Harrell, who wasn't there. Remember, Montrez Harrell's first game in the bubble was game one, round one. So he's now finally getting his clipper sea legs. By the way, I've noticed you have not tooted your own horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Which, is there I haven't been tooting? boasting. No one's boasting. Is there any tooting going on? In a clipper ship, which, as we all know, is a multi-sailed sea vessel. A clipper ship, you need multiple sails. One sail is not a clipper ship. A tugboat, which is known for its tooting, is not a clipper ship. You can tug a clipper ship, I guess. But a toot-toot, that usually goes along with a tugboat, don't you think, Hank? May I answer that? First of all, I've been a clipper season ticket holder and fan of the team, diehard fan of the team, since... Uh, around 2002 toot toot and there was yes, one time where I went there's one time where we went toot, toot. to a Clippers fan event and I participated in a trivia challenge and I was chosen yes, because right. everyone there uh, thought I was pretty great toot toot and I got up there and oh I God. won the trivia challenge toot toot yep. first place uh, what and, is a clipper was the question <laughs> what is a clipper and had a great and you time. responded toot, toot. i said it's a multi-sailed vessel and brad jay the clippers uh, play caller or, or in-game host at the time said we would have accepted boat <laughs> i thought it was clipper tracy or whatever who said yeah we would have taken boat i thought in my memory it's the blonde girl but in your memory it was the skeezy gen xer guy i love brad jay brad jay's great he just calls the x games now and all like the different uh extreme sports yeah, he, type he was things. okay he was okay he was, he was better than guy. tracy i'll give good him guy that. he was He's a good guy he's a journeyman live sports caller so you had to give him credit for like the guy, he, the guy he replaced, so the guy he replaced was actual human garbage, and we would boo him. We booed him out of the stadium, basically. out of the job. Remember that guy? Bless his heart. Oh. Yeah, we were young, drunken dummies at the time. My now, name listen. is Corky Stickers, and I'm going to be with Stickers? you guys all season. Corky, now listen. Every time he opened his mouth, boo, Corky Stickers. Corky Stickers. Corky Stickers. Now listen, I want to get back to the game. I want to get back to the game because I, I think do. We, what, we, what we did really beautiful in this game was stopped the comeback from the Nuggets. We saw it happen with the Mavs, right? We saw it happen where a quarter would derail us. And as we came into the third quarter, all of a sudden, after really looking great coming into the halftime, within the first two minutes of play, um, within 30 seconds, all of a sudden, we're down five. Next thing, well, we're tied 48-48. And I'm sitting here going... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. We were never down five. What are you talking about? Are you talking about Dallas? No, no. Yeah, they were. Dallas was only down five after 30 got seconds. Got you, got you, got you, got um, you. They I, got within five. I thought five, you were saying we. Said. No, never. Yes. Never. They got within five of us. Paul George yeah. gets his fourth foul. All this happens within a minute. Kawhi Leonard gets You're talking about tonight, foul. for God's sake. You're talking about Denver tonight got within five. At one point yeah. in the second half, the game was tied twice. Yeah, so listen, the, that's what I'm Denver saying. But the Denver Nuggets never that's took the lead, correct? No, but that's yeah, what I'm saying. On. This was Go the on, sort man. of this is the sort of push 
Uh, that, oh, yeah. That, again, this is, first of all, culture change. Never in any of those yes. moments was I thinking, uh-oh, here we go. I, I just I'm literally like, oh, just yelling at the this. screen, get the ball in Kawhi's hands, and they do, and then all of a sudden we're up nine. Yeah. Like, literally. Yeah, but then, and you know who started that? Patrick Beverly. Who? A great yes. breakaway layup. Straight into the paint, yes. right off the glass. Um, How about and, the coach's and, challenge? How about the coach's oh challenge? Gosh, really great. Scott Bananas did, Foster. Oh boy, that did you piece see? Crap. Did you see uh, Doc Rivers when Pat was asking him, and Doc's just like, "Oh come on, Pat." <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really look at him. He kind of shrugged, and eventually, I but think he, he did just, it. He and did Pat it. was right. Pat Beverly was right. He did it. Pat did, got but, all oh, ball, the... and Scott Bananas Foster had to eat his peels and say, "Sorry, I was wrong. You were right. Pat Beverly wins. I'm a loser. I hate myself. My name is Scott Bananas Foster. I'm a piece of crap. I'm a horrible ref. I'm <laughs> well, bad at what I do. You are That's why hot she tonight. left. That's why she you took are being the kids. Very aggressive. So she took the Buick. Well, I just I read so many tweets after Game Three that said you gotta hand it to Denver Nuggets. They just Ugh. wanted it more. Their what? shots didn't fall at the end, and we were lucky to squeak a win. I'm like, what oh game were Lord. you watching? We, them. we got more baskets. We stopped them. It wasn't that their shots weren't falling. It was that we played better defense and better offense, and we won the game. We have won three out of four of these games. We're gonna win four out of five. We're going to the conference finals. This team is a losing basketball team, the Denver Nuggets. They won four, lost three in the first round, okay? Now they've won one, lost three. Do the math, folks. It's five and six. That's a losing record, something that we know all too well as Clipper fans because that's what we used to do in the finals is end the playoffs with a losing record. Not this year, my friends. Not now. No, nice. I don't think so. And when we were when we were tied 48-48 and then we went on a 17-5 run, um yeah, we, you know, I just went me. I just went, "Oh, this this is what I'm talking about. Like this is literally it." And Kawhi was bananas. I mean, at that point All right, point, so without looking at the stat t- when t- that was happening, t- t- close your eyes to the stat sheet, okay? Okay, don't I'm not don't look at the stat sheet. Minimize the window, okay? I'm not even looking. Now Tell me the name of the six Clippers to score in double digits, and I think you're going to go six for six because you're a smart character and you've been listening to what I'm saying on the show. And it takes a little bit of guesswork, maybe a little bit, but I think you're going to go six for six. Name me, please, the six Clippers to get double digits. You name their name, and I'll tell you their point production. You ready? Okay, yeah. Kawhi Leonard. 30 points. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr., 11 points. Zubats. 11 points. Uh, Lou and Trez. Combined for 27 points, 15 for Montrez, 12 for Lou. You're five out of six. You've got one more guy left. Before you answer, do you think it's a starter or a bench player? It's hard for me to think of the bench player it would be, but Paul George, I just know I kept seeing, oh, he's only got four points. Oh, he's only got six points. It's got to be Paul George. Did he squeak it? Did he get like 11? Ten points for Paul George. All right. Six for six. Congratulations, right. Henry. No, Let me I tell you what you've won. A free trip to Orlando and the bubble. That's right. You're going to the bubble. You're going to be Austin Rivers plus one. You're going to sit next to Doc Rivers for those L-word Rockets games, and you're going to root for Austin Rivers, and Doc Rivers is going to look at you and say, Hank, you know, it's funny. You're more of a son to me than Austin ever was. 
<laughs> that's what I always. It's one of your, it's one of your old gags. That's one of my old. I, okay, so gags. off topic. Yeah. Off topic. Yeah. Years ago, Hank Burbank, Hank and I. It was before Burbank, Hank lived in Burbank, so he was Hollywood Hank. Hollywood Hank, Big Bank Hank. We drive up to Northern California. Sure. He meets a friend of ours' father for the first time. <laughs> You've yes. never met this friend's father, ever before. No. You are sitting there. BSing with the father and the oldest son, who is our great friend Shiloh. Yes, Shiloh's brother is named Ryder. Yeah, and you good look kid. at Real you look guy. at you look at Shiloh's father, and you say, "Well, you know, I'm more of a son to you than Ryder ever's been." Over breakfast, what? We were well, eating who says breakfast this? Uh, just in idiot. the man's own home. He loved in it. his own home, he sir. He loved it. He laughed. Ryder did not. Ryder did not laugh. No, no. Uh, no. no. No, that boy met world that night. Yeah, he sure so, did. So look, Denver Nuggets are meeting a a real bleak world because they have to somehow try to muster all the Clipper fans' positivity for them <laughs> and negativity for their own favorite team, I guess. Because they have to somehow win three in a row versus the Clippers. Now, they won't. They w- they love being down one three. They were down one three in the first series versus Utah. That's why I knew they were not going to win tonight because they love being down one three in these playoffs. There is no way on this side of Kansas that the Denver Nuggets can win three in a row versus reigning NBA Finals MVP Kawhi Leonard-led Clippers. It's just not possible. This is not Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley's Clippers. This is Lou Williams and Paul George's backcourt Pat Beverly's Clippers. This is Kawhi Leonard, Montrez Harrell, Ivica Zubats, and Marcus Morris Clippers. Like, they're not going to even win another game, let alone three in a row. It's just not possible. I I don't think so either, Chris. I mean, I— Again, I'm the guy. Clippers fans, if this is your first time listening to Clipcast, welcome, first of all. You're probably great-looking, uh, very successful, and a great person. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you're listening to I this actually had a podcast fan. and you're a Clippers fan, you must be. I had a fan of my comedy podcast reach out to me and say, all right, looks like it's going to be Clippers-Lakers. I'm going to actually start listening to Clipcast now. Great. So we, welcome. I know, I, know we've got, I know we've got a new listener. He reached out and told me, I'm new. Here I am. Entertain me. Well, we're doing it. Uh, we are doing it. Uh, but, but you know, if you don't know, if, if you haven't picked it up, I'm the voice of reason guy. Chris is the guy that when we call our predictions for the season, and I'm calling it 82 Chris and every o. season. But I'm here to say I really think we close these, these guys out, and I think that we're going to see uh, this. We're going to see killer instinct. I think we're going to see some guys who are ready to just end it. I think that's what we're going to see. And I think the Nuggets I think that's what we saw broken. tonight in, and we in figured the first out. quarter. Yeah, we figured them right. out. I mean, didn't we stop Murray? Didn't we kind of see that tonight in the first quarter, like a team that said, enough, let, let, let's just finish these guys. Now, obviously, you can't win two games in one. I wish you could. But we we got pretty close. <laughs> we got pretty close tonight. Yeah, and, and they again, let Jokic shoot the three, and Jokic went two of seven from three. I mean, um, yeah, look, he's not Jokic, that good at three. He's not. He's not. And look, he no. had a he had a double-double. He went 26 and 11. That's really nice. Um, but But if you can stop Murray – if you can hold Murray to 18 points. They've got points, two guys. You know? That's all they have is the two guys. Well, they got a, a lot of guys kid. who can shoot the three. Like, they really do have a lot of guys who can shoot the three. But when they're shooting 33% from three, 
I don't know. We only shot 28%, but that's not where we hang our hats. That's not we're no. we're not that team that has to make it happen. And when they beat us game 2, it's cuz gooch, jeez Louise, they could not miss a 3. It was bananas. No, they yeah. And that that's was a, that was an anomaly. Too. Like we were game shooting, two was an anomaly, wasn't it? Like we we both both teams were shooting sixty percent per game or something crazy like that for multiple games, if not all of them. Tonight, both teams were under forty percent, around thirty percent from three. That's low for both teams, but for us, oh, the Clippers were at defense. forty forty one. We were we were over forty, but just barely forty one point eight percent. We shot our well, sweet, okay, sweet Clippers. But still, I mean, I mean, I've got I've got. And us, they were under forty thirty nine point seven. Anyway, regardless, let's call it forty percent and thirty percent. Regardless, that's lower yeah. than what we both teams have been shooting. It, but it was very similar, forty one percent and thirty nine point seven. So basically, right around forty percent both teams. Yeah. But we won by eleven because they weren't getting. Those offensive rebounds, second chance shots, they did all right. They had a spurt in the second quarter where they did all right. But still, 28 points was not going to get you there when you only scored 12 in the first quarter. So Clippers took care of business tonight, holding the Denver Nuggets to just 40 first-half points. Clippers taking care of business in these playoffs. Clipper fans, I know a lot of you love this team because you picked what you thought was those lovable losers, those lumps of coal in your stocking. You thought you were picking 100 years of Chicago Cubs losing baseball. Oh, that's interesting. Guess what? Is that your theory? Your theory is that people Yeah, I think a lot of Clipper Nation they fans like, ironically or they like that they're rooting for the underdog loser and they don't they don't want yes. them to win. That's interesting. That's your that's an interesting Cuz there's a take. lot of there's a lot of transplant Los Angelinos. I, I doubt very highly that any born and raised Los Angelinos chose the Clippers because they want to lose. But a lot of these transplants, especially people coming from cities like Cleveland, where they never won until just recently, you know, these Philadelphia, they hadn't won in forever. Like these cities where you went on decade long droughts, you move to LA, you can't just like the L word because they're arguably the most successful franchise in the sport except for Boston. so And if especially if you move here from Boston, you can't like the L word. So you're like, well, I'll like the cousin, the little brother, the little, the red-headed stepchild. Guess what? Clipper red bleeds Clipper blue. We're going to give you the Clipper blues because we're the better basketball team and have been for the past decade. This is not a losing franchise any longer. So if you want to back a losing franchise, pick another group of guys. This ain't them. We are winners. Steve Ballmer is a winner. And the coaching staff, Ty Lu, three rings. Sam Cassell, three rings. Doc Rivers, ring as a head coach. Come on now. This is a championship caliber, Jerry West-designed winning basketball franchise. So if you pick the Clippers because you love the lovable losers, okay, fine. Get off the Clipper ship. No, no need for you no, on no. our bandwagon. Dive no, no. off the plank. No. Walk the plank. No, stay on. Get rid of them. Don't listen. Oh, you want to keep you want to keep these these naysayers, these people who complain Buddy, after a win. Well, I don't want people to keep complaining after a win, but I want every single Clippers fan who wants to clip. We want them here. We want them on our Clipper ship. I I want all the bandwagoners. I want everybody who went from being a Lakers fan to being a Golden State Warriors fan. I want them now to become Clippers fans. We'll take all comers who want to come back our squad. I say we take them, but I would prefer that people save 
the harshest of criticisms and the trade talk and all that for when when our season is After over. After the season. And when we it's have, over, yes. And we have won it all. P.S. When the bubble I, I, has burst. When the bubble has burst. I mean, we are, we're playing so great, and we are one win away from the furthest this franchise, the Clippers, in has 50 years been. of being the Clippers, has ever been. One win away from the Western Conference we've tied Finals. It. We've tied the furthest we've ever been, which is seven playoff Ws. That's that's we've ne- that's the best Clippers have ever done in franchise history. They did it a couple of times. Seven postseason Ws, okay? They did it three times, to my knowledge. Here we are, about to break Clipper history, about to break the curse, about to shatter it on the precipice of something bold and beautiful and Buffalo Brave bound for more alliteration. It's happening. And since that overtime loss to Dallas, we have won five out of six. In this series, we've won three out of four. You win three out of four postseason games, you're the NBA champion, my friends. Especially if you keep winning five out of every six. You're the NBA champion. You brought up a good point to me off the air in a conversation we had. You take a look at those dynasty teams, the Warriors. You take a look at the Spurs. You take a look at even the L word. You take a look at those teams when they won it all. Do you think they just went 16 and 0? No. no, they did not. Well, they struggled. That there that was struggle. There there's a little it's bit It's a long and point. winding road. Go there's on, a, Hank. There's Go a little on, bit of, Hank. there's Go a little on. bit cleaner point to that even because the because the Spurs and the Lakers um for fans that are much younger than we are um, the, those those dynasties are further, much further back in our memories. And the most recent dynasties, even the Warriors who were up and lost to the Cavaliers, they did win a bunch of games by massive blowout. And so no right. one's remembering that the three-peat Lakers, they, they liter- like, literally games versus the Sacramento Kings came down to the final shot. That Remember Ralph Nader, sure. like— Caused a big hubbub. Ralph that it was Nader. A conspiracy. Wasn't that who it was? Nader oh, was that's like, right. Yeah, there's the like a big conspiracy. <laughs> but like, like everyone can remember. Like, look, Shaq and Kobe were incredibly dominant. I loved them as a duo. Shaq is one of my favorite players. Kobe, obviously a legend. But the truth is they didn't blow teams out by 40 points all the way through and through the, the final. A lot of times in the finals, it's pretty lopsided. Let's take when- the most recent dynasty. The most recent dynasty, the Golden State Warriors. They did a, do blowouts. They're not even in the postseason. But they, because of B, injuries. They got there five times. Were they five and zero? Oh? No. Did they win four? No. Did they threepeat? No. They went three and two. It is a long and winding road. It is not perfect. There will be no sixteen and zero team in the bubble. It is fact. Everyone has lost at least one. Miami Heat lost once. Holy cow. I can't wait for the Eastern Conference Finals. But, but My God, but Miami Heat better not sweep their way in. But you're right. Your your point that you made that I basically derailed is correct. Yeah, and then I danced that, away from. Go on. Which is that basically NBA fans are expecting if you don't completely decimate a team that somehow you got lucky. And the truth is, which we, we did by the way, game them. one and game four versus Denver. We decimated them in game one and four. Yeah, really but also, did. but also when you come back. This is what this was my argument when Porzingis went out being ejected and people said, "Oh, you 
Dallas would have won that game. Why would Dallas no, have, have? Dallas would have won that game because at the point where Przingis went up, went out, they were up. We had been up also. Games have ebbs and flows. Just because you were on an oh, upward sure. trajectory streaky, and you lose a player doesn't NBA mean you would have kept going. Absolutely. And fans right. are just expecting that if a team doesn't completely dominate, that somehow they got lucky. The shots didn't fall. You know why the shots didn't fall? In the last game for Denver, they did fall. Actually, they fell right off of Kawhi Leonard's middle finger, right down into the paint, and they didn't even <laughs> bounce. They just went thunk. And then Kawhi Leonard dunk, put up his middle finger dud. and looked into the camera and went toot. We're just beating them. And to say, oh, we're lucky their shots didn't fall when we have elite defenders. There are there. I believe that the Milwaukee Bucks are the only other team that has two players on the first and second NBA all defensive team list we have two guys on there so to say that we are getting lucky that shots aren't falling oh, sure. is outrageous not to we're mention a top the five fact- defense and a top five offense we're the best offense currently in the nba playoffs we're the best offense that's left yeah we're a top five defense like get over it stop yeah hating the wins yeah they don't put an asterisk if you only win by one take a look at what's happening in the eastern conference i feel like every double overtime is decided by one double overtime for crying out loud we had to follow the score like it was a comcast lockout for crying out loud we also had two guards I, I, i did flip over obviously and watch the clippers game but that's just me well, I was recording the game because I was putting my kids to oh, bed didn't and didn't know. know. You didn't know, Hank. So you I had to watch devil. recap and follow the read the play by play, which was still fun to read when I knew we were up. But we had two guards, Shamit and, and Beverly, combined oh, for twelve oh, rebounds. Oh, easy on the language, Hank. Sharnis, slow it down. Say it again. I'm Landry sorry, but Charnet. the whole show got derailed. Yes. Land- well, you dropped an F-bomb last game and forgot to edit it Two. out. I, I learned. Um, I had to explicit it. I had to explicitize the explicit Char- Listen, episode. Landry Sharnett Sh- c- came out Gosh, and Charnet, only yeah. went one of six from three. But let me really hear this. He and Patrick Beverly combined for 12 rebounds. 12 rebounds. They're oh, guards. Wow. They're guards. They're guards. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, Pat Beverly's an undersized guard, one could argue. Yeah. I mean, we just are really, we just are playing great and we just are rebounding great and we are playing great defense. So I don't think, like, I think we're finding our momentum. I think we're finding our stride. I love that Patrick Beverly, we're still easing him into his minutes. 23 minutes is very nice. Um, Paul George, Mm -hmm. only 27, but that was because of his fouls. That was because of his fouls. That's nuts. What? you, you talk about Landry Gosharnett, who didn't have a lot of points, right? Yeah. He hit a crucial three that we needed him to hit. Oh, yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't he got his a, night He got our lead back wise. up. He got our lead moving again. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't his night scoring-wise. That being said, I love this. Six rebounds, two assists, one block, and him and Ivica Zubats with the highest plus of the plus-minus, both at plus 12. Higher than Kawhi Leonard's plus seven or Marcus Moore Sr.'s plus nine or Pat Beverly's plus seven or Paul George's plus six. Higher, I say. So Landry, gosh, Charnet, Shaman, I'm proud of you. You didn't get the points, but you did the other things. And six rebounds for a guard is big. And Pat Beverly's seven rebounds, one would argue, is one better.
<laughs> you Those would, were I great. Mean, I like that. Look, look man, 13 we, we, combined rebounds is pretty. We that's, really a, that's over a third say, of our rebounds. You just Those need two guys. You just need sometimes for a player to take the court and make a bucket when nobody else can make a bucket. And as our lead was slipping away and we were only up four early in the third quarter, Charnett walked out and hit a three and put us up seven, and he pushed our momentum our momentum into the other direction. Um, so, do you think? Do you think Kawhi Leonard's game is? I don't know how I'm going to phrase this. Do you good? think that it is? <laughs> do you think that it is pretty in its ugliness? That it is slower than what the flash that we're used to. That he's got his spots that he gets to and hits. Is it? Is it? Is it pretty? Is it an ugly pretty? Is it slow? Like, how would you describe Kawhi's game? Which, by the way, his line is phenomenal. I think when all is said and done, we're going to see another up in the upper stratosphere playoff points and percentages from this guy. We're going to see playoff lines that rival the greatest of all time once again like we did last season. Well, describe uh, Kawhi's game for me, Hank. Yeah. Yeah. Um, first of all, I want to. I want to first of all point out: isn't it nice that we're not hearing the LM words? Isn't it so nice we're not hearing about load management? Isn't it yeah, so nice yeah. that he's healthy? Um, oh, I want to yeah. use the, I want to use an analogy. I want to use an analogy here. Uh, my dad used to always talk about playing golf against my grandmother. Uh, rest in peace. And she, she would. <laughs> okay, she, so. His she'd mother, hit the ball. she'd hit, yeah, his mother, yeah. She, she would hit the ball <laughs> apparently about 100 yards, 80 yards, whatever, but always straight as an arrow, straight down the fairway. And my dad would get up there and bomb it 250 yards off into the trees, and then he'd have to whack it back out into the fairway. All this, she just would hit about 100 yards at a time, but straight as an arrow. And she beat him every single time they play golf, every single Amazing. time. She had a perfect swing, Amazing. it went straight, and so okay. It was only two or three seasons ago that people were saying, oh, the death of the mid-range shot, the death of right. the two-pointer. It's, it's all it's, it's all points in the dunks. paint and threes. And, and threes, yeah. Ka- you know, so I would actually say, first of all, that Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George have, we've many times said the same things about them. They both seem to play in this very graceful, it's almost like Matrix bullet time, slow motion. Um <laughs> But but I think I, that, think, I, I think, think he has a beautiful game. Paul I don't George think it's slick. ugly at all. Have you heard people say Kawhi Leonard's game is is ugly just because he's not putting up rainbows from twenty feet, twenty one feet? Yeah, I, I I've actually heard people say it's an ugly game, but there is a beauty to it because oh. it's a slow man's game, kind of you know, kind of like Paul Pierce had that slow man's game. I'd call it. Deliberate. I, I think his game is a hundred percent beautiful. I think. Paul George has got that slickness, that slinky slickness. I don't think Kawhi has that. I think he's more of a get to my get to my spot by any means necessary. I I love that get fouled fl- look like you're flinging your body out of bounds under the basket and somehow defy physics and put it in an and one. Like he always does this patented move where he you know flings himself to the hoop gets the foul and then literally somehow puts the ball in you know half the times I, I, there's definitely a grace to it and I think it really loaned itself to San Antonio because 
everyone said, oh, that's a boring team. Tim Duncan is boring to watch, but he's just so fundamental. And I think, yes, Kawhi Leonard complimented himself to that system, but seeing him on his own, seeing how he gets every single teammate involved, seeing him do literally everything, it is 100% art and poetry in motion. It's beautiful to watch. But there, there is it's not as slick. No, it's he's not, not as a flash buttery. Guy. As, he's not a flash guy. It's not guy. as flashy as Paul no. George or a Dwayne Wade, for example. Yeah, he's just not a flash player. I mean, I think that he's strong, uh, slow, yeah. Oh, yeah. deliberate, powerful. Much like, much like a tugboat. Toot, toot. Oh God! This has been my heaviest. He really is really toot heavy. He really episode. is very toot heavy. Well, we didn't have any last episode, so we needed to lean into it. But I love this. Kawhi Leonard is a tugboat tugging the Clipper ship to Larry Ob Island. Clipper Nation, once again, we are feeling great. We are super positive. We eighty-two games down. What a nutty season! A regular season of NBA basketball is supposed to be eighty-two games and go from October to April. This one went from October to August. <laughs> now we're 82 games down, and we're one win away from our first ever conference finals. Put that in your clipper pipe and light it up. It's lit. We are going where we've never gone before. Clippers in five. Hank, you think it's Clippers in five? I've changed your tune from Clippers in you six, did. haven't I? Yes, you have. You have. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm getting on board the Clippers ship, the tugboat. But hey, can I? Can I really quickly give us one uh, something non basketball related to take us out on? It's important. Yes, please. Yes. Clippers. Clippers fans, if you don't have Netflix, you should get it. And then once you have Netflix, or if you already have Netflix, you should enjoy my broadcast partner Chris Wilde in his starring role in The Babysitter Two. It drops tonight. At midnight. Babysitter Killer Queen. Come on, people. I already watched it on a very special, private, secret Hollywood screener. If you don't know that, if you're in the know. <laughs> Hollywood you, Riviera. You get, Hollywood to see, Riviera. you get to see everything you want early. But, guys, it's great. Chris is great in it. Please support my broadcast oh, partner. You, Check out the movie and share it. He's great. Yeah. So It's a great movie. It's a, it's a hard R, by the way. So if you're oh, a hard family R. man, you do not hard watch R. it with your kids. No, filthy. Uh, what's dirty. funny is... In the first movie, I'm in about two or three scenes in the first movie, and one of the reviewers said, Chris Wilde seems like he's in his own movie, okay? Yeah. Which is probably a dig. What's Whatever. funny is in the sequel, now I'm in like eight, nine, ten scenes. I'm like legitimately the star of the movie. And Ken Marino and I are literally in our own movie, and it's a buddy road trip bromance, bromcom broad trip with Ken Marine bro. But literally, we're doing a buddy picture amidst a teenage slasher horror comedy, and there's a ton of laughs. Ken Marino is a wonderful straight man to my wackadoodle, Chris Wilde. I'm, 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 I would, you guys, I implore you to all watch this movie. You're going to love it. And once you're done watching Babysitter Killer Queen, you flip over to Prank Encounters. You look for Henry Dittman on the thumbnail. You press play and you enjoy Clipcast on Netflix, baby. Big time, all right, baby. Hank, huge W. Congratulations, sir. We are about to boldly go where we have never gone before. Wow, one win away from brand new space for us. I can't wait to be there with you, pal. Buddy, I cannot wait. And Clippers fans, especially newcomers, if you don't know this, we broadcast after every Clippers playoff win. So I guess um, you'll be hearing from us in 48 hours. Toot. 48 toot. hours.
Toot it. Can't wait. Sound the horn. W. Toot. So majestic. Toot. Go, Clips.